What is going on, everybody? Welcome back for the first time in a month, the In The Round podcast. My name is Matt Brill. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a really, really cool one, uh, an episode that we've been talking about. I've been talking about with this gentleman for a long time now. Uh, Round two with our buddy, Ryan Nelson. He's got new music coming out, uh, the first single off his upcoming project uh, titled Two Trick Pony, the song All My Dances dropped on Friday, and um, it's awesome. Y'all better check it out. You'll hear Ryan play it at the end of this episode. I want to tell you all about our sponsors, too, on In The Round Podcast. we got our friends at Whale Tail Media, our boy Whales Tony, his whole crew, uh, both here in Nashville and back in South Carolina. They do it all. Um, content, 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 brand marketing, um, all kinds of stuff, weddings, all I mean, anything you need video photo-wise, Whales and his crew, they have you covered. Make sure you check them out at uh, search Whale Tail Media on the socials and um, check out whaletail.com for all that they can do for you. Also got our friends at Saxman Studios, our boy Grady Saxman and his team. Big supporters in the scene here in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, one of my personal favorite studios in town. Uh, they're awesome. We love them very, very much. Uh, so you all make sure to check them out. Um, they can do all kinds of stuff for you, and uh, we're happy to have them as a supporter and sponsor of both the podcast and the writer's rounds at Live Oak Music Row every other Tuesday night. And also got to give a shout out, of course, to our friends at Trailside CBD. Uh, We love them. Uh, They are great. They've been huge supporters of us, and uh, therefore we are huge supporters of them. Uh, Our boy Andrew and his crew, uh, they've they've got it all. CBD. They've got Delta 8 THC, which is very popular at our writer's rounds. Has been the last two weeks. Uh, Y'all can get all kinds of products from them, stuff you can smoke, stuff you can eat, stuff you can dab, stuff you can drink, stuff for your dogs. They have it all. Check them out, trailsidecbd.com. You can use the promo code ITR for 20% off your order. That's promo code ITR at trailsidecbd.com. Check them out and uh, enjoy some products legally. It's freaking awesome. We love them very, very much. Now, without further ado, going to get in. To this interview, this conversation it was a good time. We talked about all kinds of stuff from the Jacksonville Jaguars to new music to stories from back in the day to all kinds of shit. So y'all enjoy this one. It's round two here with Ryan Nelson on the In The Round podcast. Yeehaw, yee-yee-haw. <laughs> so Trevor Lawrence, officially a Jacksonville Jaguar. What the fuck? Trevor Lawrence, dude. I love this guy. Yeah, man. It's been a wild uh, wild 24 hours for you, man. I mean, we were we were <laughs> kicking it last night over at the uh, Casa de Job, Nikki T, Dobro Chris, and yourself now hanging out there right now. Um, yep. Watching the draft and then freaking... All my dances comes out, dude. <laughs> Crazy stuff, dude. I didn't even plan that. I didn't even think about that. Someone's like, yeah, the draft's Thursday. I'm like, damn, my single's coming out Thursday. Sick. And you're like the world's biggest Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm the biggest Jags fan you know. Biggest Jags fan here in Nat. I mean, mate, you and J.D. Groover. I mean, dude, my family's literally owned season tickets since the first year, which there's only, uh, you know, so many people that, you know, pledged to do that. So my dad, to be able to get the team, we had to have – X number of people in Jacksonville basically pledged to be season ticket holders. So, how, how old were you when you went to your first game? Three. 
You were three years old. Yeah, I don't even remember it. We played the Oilers, I think. Yeah, we played the fucking Oilers. You know. Now you're just aging yourself, bro. I think I I think I think I I think I was like two years old when they moved to when they moved the uh, the Oilers and the Titans here in Nashville. Fucking old, dude. It's freaking awesome to have you here because you were one of our first episodes. You were for me personally. um, You were the first guy I ever saw play Whiskey Jam. Like I remember. Because I moved here October 2018. I remember coming to visit September 2018 and leaving like, yo, this Ryan Nelson guy is the shit. Like, <laughs> I I would love to at some point do an interview, like, get to know this guy. And now we're like best buds. Like, yeah, we hang yeah. out on the regular, bro. Yes. And it's freaking cool to have you here, man. And uh, you've, uh, you've got a lot of cool shit coming out. The first song off the new project, Two Trick Pony, is out. And, uh, bro, life life's pretty good, huh? Yeah, man, it's 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 a uh, it's been a wild ride. This all all these recording, like writing everything, then recording everything, then you're talking about releasing everything, then starts to come out. It's like a it's a surreal feeling. It's crazy, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just honestly I'm thankful that you know so many people were waiting for this stuff and were you know on my ass about it, getting it out, and uh, I'm glad they're listening today. You know, yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, so man. The awesome. big, the biggest release because we're recording this the day after the song came out uh, on uh, on Friday and um, Friday, April uh, the thirtieth. So you, if we were looking at the numbers earlier, like big, one of the bigger releases you've had, right? Oh, for as far as like you know how fast it's climbing, absolutely, absolutely. That's I mean, we're at a thousand. We're at over a thousand streams right now on just Spotify. Yeah, and dude. It's like eleven fifteen. That's awesome, man. That's freaking badass. So, so that's awesome, man. That's so, so cool. So between the last time you put out music and now, you've you've developed having a team around you. Like yep. you've gone out there and, and been playing playing a couple shows since then. Like you've been just busting your ass. The content game's been high. Talk about this last year for you, uh, the new folks that you're working with, and what's been going on in the world of Ryan Nelson. Yeah, it's you know it's weird because. Uh, 2020 was such a such a weird and, and fucked up year for so many people and including myself uh you know at times especially earlier on in the year when I didn't really have anything going on and then the world shuts down and I, I see the impact it's going to have on myself and my friends careers and on really all artists at all anybody in entertainment so it I was really down about it uh early on and then um like about like halfway through the year uh we just kind of Myself and Matt Wallace and Jelly Roll just kind of fell into this de- deal, how'd which is cool. How did you first get to meet those guys? Because those guys, they although they're they're involved in, in the countryside and they're trying to get more involved by bringing a guy like you around. Um, how'd you get to know those guys? Because they're kind of in a they're in a different lane than what you've been, the crews right. you've been like hanging with. Like, well, really, Matt Wallace. I mean, he's the connecting figure there. Because when I when I first moved to town and was first really getting to know anybody, that's when I met the Muscadine guys and Riley Green and all that stuff was at Matt Wallace's office. So, I mean, I've known Matt a really long time. He's always liked my stuff, but, you know, I needed to develop more as an artist before he could seriously consider working with me. But he always liked what I was doing and, you know, was encouraging me to keep going. He wrote with me a bunch. We wrote Show Up Drunk together. We wrote I'd Still Love Her together. So, I mean, we wrote a bunch and and, and just, you know, maintained a friendship through, you know, all the years I've been here. And then I told him about, you know, a contract that I had received that I thought was pretty lopsided and I didn't I didn't like it I didn't want to sign it and I was like am I crazy for not wanting to sign this you know cuz it's a it's a good opportunity you know 
So I sent it to Matt, which I did with every contract I ever received. I sent it to Matt. And uh, he was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> if, if you sign that, I'm going to kick your ass. In fact, if you sign that, I'm going to kick whoever's ass, like, <laughs> send you that, yeah. you know? And I was like, totally, man, I hear you. So then, like, the next day he called me and he was like, hey, um, what would you think about, like, signing over here with me and Jelly? You know, basically, like, the day after I sent him that, you know, pretty pretty lopsided contract, he was like, you know, just like, damn, still ain't nobody gave Ryan Nelson a chance in this town? Like, shit, I guess I'm going to have to do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> damn, man. Yeah, so when was so, that? That was, was that before so the we, world shut we down? Tracked the, we tracked the two-trick pony project in June. So that was like, it. we talk, talked on the phone in June, and by the end of June, I was in the studio. Yeah. That's... Like, we got right on the music side. Damn. You know? And then I, I didn't sign the deal till August. So I was in the studio, you know, they're spending money on me. We hadn't even signed a deal. Because we're, we're fucking boys. Yeah, That's the it's, difference. It's a, it's a gentleman's agreement. Just bros yeah. who have been in the game for a little while. Right. And, you know, there's a ton of mutual respect between myself and, and Matt Wallace. And, uh, and you know, he's taught me so, so, so much. Um, and we write together. And, like I said, we, we have a great relationship. So... You know, I wasn't worried about any of the contractual stuff. I was like, let's get in the studio and we'll figure out a contract. Yeah. Because he knows I'm not going to sign a shit contract. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. But well, you're, if he's the guy, you're going to show it to anyway. I mean, like, that's, that's your so point. So we, we got a really fair deal that we pretty much, and our lawyers designed together. That's it's awesome. not like other deals, you know. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, damn. Yeah. What's <laughs> That's it cool. been? What's it been like creating with Jelly Roll? Because you've you had a feature on um, his latest release. Um, he's been he's been kind of blowing up as like as like a figure to I mean, I've, yeah. I didn't really know too much about him until I moved to town. But like now you see him like kind of everywhere. So he's kind of blowing up too. As you're about to start putting shit out, right. what's it been like? Kind of creating with a guy from here in Antioch and yeah. in, the, in the rap game, like it, you know, it's it's uh, it's super awesome. I mean, he's super talented. He can sing, rap. He can, I mean, he can do all sorts of stuff with his crazy voice, and I love it. And he's still himself on every track, even if it's a completely different genre. Which I feel like I can do the same thing, and that's why when I'm writing with Jelly, dude, we're writing hip hop and we're writing R and B stuff. I'm writing R and B hooks, and I've always done that. I've I've been on several rap tracks at this point, like, but the one with Jelly Roll, that was like a, you know, not just a fun, like, time I get to do hip-hop music, but, like, that was one of the bigger tracks I've been a part of at all. So that was really cool to get to work on that. And, dude, I mean, like, he he's super fun to work with, man. If you got something that's dope, he's going to like it. And then you and then you listen to him go freestyle on that thing for a couple seconds, and yeah. it sounds like he already wrote a verse. Maybe he did. I don't even know. <laughs> he just starts spitting out words. I'm like, how does he do this? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, he he kicks ass, man. And um, you know, I I really love being on a team with a bunch of guys who are in hip hop because country's always been behind hip hop in so many ways. Always, like literally, they're chasing it, and they didn't start blatantly chasing it until you know maybe more recently, but. Hell, there's there's elements of it that have always kind of especially permeated. especially the business, um, right? The, the, the business has been getting more there, and just like the streaming and the way the music's taken in and all that right. stuff, we were definitely we 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 do things our own way here and kind of catch up. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, dude, like I was saying earlier, like you were one of the when I moved to town, I was 
potentially wanting to go into radio. I bounced on Broadway, and I was just trying to get out to as many, like, whiskey jams and all that stuff. And right. whenever I was going these places, it's funny because it was like it was you. It was Joby. It was Rowdy Rob. It was Farron. It was all these people now that, like, it's it's cool to, like, kind of think about back then and now freaking be, like, partying with you guys, man. And we Hell, had, yeah. We, We're this, glad to have you. That second half of 2020, bro, We I think you and I became boys. And I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Yankee. You, you, you're the Florida man from Jacksonville. You're Ryan <laughs> Damn Nelson. Um, and we, like, the second half of 2020, bro, kickball. Bro, yeah, let's talk kickball about kickball for a second. in the outfield, baby. Whoa. I rolled up the first day. I was late. The first day of kickball, I rolled up super late. No, not super late. Maybe like ten minutes after y'all started, and I had a cig in my mouth and a bunch of beers in my in my uh, like shirt that I was like keeping in my shirt so that no one saw them. <laughs> and then I like went to the dugout and like put all the beers down and had the cig in my mouth. And I ran out there. I'm like, "What side am I on?" They're like, "You're in the field." I'm like, "Okay, fucking cigs in the outfield, baby." <laughs> and I just was ripping cigs in the outfield all the time. And then Maddie started ripping cigs in the outfield, and then. Yeah, dude, we were just ripping heaters, like, playing in the outfield, dude. It's fucking great. Dude, <laughs> honestly, like, the the crew, that to me was, like, the saving grace of 2020. Because as, as a guy who tours and does a lot here in town, and, and, I mean, just in general, everybody's life was fucked in 2020. At it some, was tough. At, at one point in time. That second half, though, bro, some of the best months The second half was very redeeming. life. Yeah, bro. it was redeeming. And I, I think, well, I think we all settled into the, the reality of the situation, which early on you, you just are, are getting bombarded by it, you know. So I think maybe after you settle into an idea of something, it gets a little less bleak. But at the same time, the kickball, and then I had just signed this deal. And I was already recording music, so I was like on a high, like, damn, well, I got all this music coming out. And like, I mean, dude, I'm I'm not like making money right now. Okay. Like, it doesn't mean you make money just because you sign a deal. If you sign like a huge deal and they give you a huge signing bonus, then you're rich. But if you don't do that, you, you know, you don't really make a lot of money. So it wasn't like I was like drowning in money, but I was just stoked to be working in the right direction with artistically and like getting the music done. And not having to worry about, like, the prize. Just making it happen. Yeah. Which was super cool. Yeah. And then, you know, then we had the kickball. And, uh... Bro. We were all just partying every hey, week at, hey. at somebody's house. Like, different I mean, parties dude, at different you houses. think about sitting around the fire at your place. Singing Dick Down in Dallas for the first time over at Nick <laughs> Haynes' place. Dude, that was fucking it's wild, great, man. dude. It's wild, ain't it? I still remember that night. That's, like, him playing that song for the first time. And I jumped up. I was screaming. I was like, hell yes. I was like, you better cut that. You better cut that or I'm going to cut it. <laughs> dude, wild, wild, uh, wild, wild shit. Um, and then, dude, summer camp. Let's talk about. So it's funny. I think in that first episode, because I was listening back to it, we had talked about how you were like tight with the Rays Rowdy guys. And they most of them were still up in Pittsburgh. I think Derek was down here. Yeah. Possibly a few others. But like Nikki wasn't down here yet. Right. And like Heather and Brandy were like involved. Like it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. And you think about, like, summer camp, bro. Ray's Rowdy Summer, was summer Camp, bro. <laughs> what a good time. Summer Camp was so awesome, dude. And let's talk about those guys for a sec, because I feel like we definitely grew in 2020 as a writer's round, like, with what we were doing. You were part of a lot of that. Absolutely. You, you were one of the guys that was not afraid to go out there and play, and we thank you for that. I remember that first round. We had you. We had Jordan Fletcher. I think Tyler Chambers was on there. Like, we, yeah. had, a, we had a solid lineup that, that first one back. 
and the Rays Rowdy folks have been coming in. You're the fucking logo for <laughs> Rowdy on the row. One of Nashville's biggest writers around. It's yeah, a picture of you holding the most accurate Ryan Nelson song. Hell play yeah. for beer. Dude, that's totally it, man. I mean, shit. I'm a Rowdy guy, you know what I'm saying? I, like, when I, when I first met those people, when I first, like, messaged Nick on Instagram, I didn't even know anything about Raised Rowdy. I was just like, I love that name. And... Oh, Rowdy Rob, I saw him wearing a raised Rowdy hat one night. I was like, damn, what is that, dude? He's like, I don't know. They just sent me it. It's like a company. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I seen him on Instagram, like, posting stuff, and I was like, damn, I got to figure out who this is. Like, it's got to be somebody we know. And it totally wasn't. It was Nick, and he lived in Pittsburgh. But, like, you know, just right away, me and Nicky got along because we're both like legitimately like raised rowdy son of bitches like <laughs> I was, yeah i was raised by a crazy father who's a rowdy son of a Rad. bitch yeah Rad he's a rowdy son of a bitch and my my mom's a rowdy son of a bitch so I mean, like, oh rab 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 is a good time man yeah that's and crazy something other something else that uh we've gotten to do together um i've i've spent some time out on the road with you now and when mm-hmm. we were in florida bro and uh it was um, it was where it was Middleburg, Sanford first, and then we went to Gainesville, and then the next weekend was Middleburg. Yeah, bro, we yeah. did Gainesville was like so the, all those all those shows were a lot of fun and, and awesome, but the one in Middleburg near your hometown. Oh yeah, when 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 old Rab. Rab Patterson just oh, gets yeah. up there and plays the harmonica, bro. Dude, like a gangster. What a cool freaking moment. He's good at it too. He's good. What was that like? Oh, that was awesome. I, t- I told him a couple of days before. I was like, hey, when we do this Middleburg, you know, show, I'm going to have you come do a song. So let's figure out. Had he ever done that with you before? Uh, Yeah, he d- like whenever we'll play like locally there, like we'll play up at Monkey's Uncle in Jacksonville or like little local spots. Like he'll come and like do a song, but never on like a big like artist show that I'm doing. You like know what I'm saying? Like a ticketed show. Right. Like a real big show. Like, nah, he's never done that before. So that was really cool. I mean, that was probably the biggest crowd he's played in front of so far. You know, <laughs> it was just awesome. It was badass. I yeah, was man. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. The the Ryan Nelson, even though it was just acoustic, still rocked. Like, still freaking just Europe. Well, I've had to do that thing. for so long. You know, I've had to do. I've had to be able to entertain a crowd of at times thousands of people with just an acoustic guitar. So I mean, I'll, I'd put myself up there with the best of them at doing yeah. that. I, yeah. I feel like where, I can do that. Where was your Where yeah. was your first time doing that? Your first opening opening day. Man, I guess it would have been like opening for Job when we were first touring with Job. Like we, I was playing bass and singing harmonies. Uh, Job Fortner, by the way, if you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but it was like myself on the bass doing harms, uh, Jordan Fletcher's drumming. And then Dobro, Chris playing Dobro and pedal steel. And then, like, since me and Jordan both, like, were singers and everything, he would let us open the show, and we would open it as a duo called Rayford at the time. And, like, we would open the show acoustic and then be the band for Job right afterward, you know? <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun, though. We had a, a really good time. Um I've been playing acoustic at little bars and, like, doing little cover gigs and making tips and shit for, you know, a decade or more. But but really getting to play real shows, like, opening for people, and there's, a like, a pretty decent crowd, and you actually got to entertain those people. That that probably started with the Job stuff, and then I did that with, with Riley Greencamp for a while. And uh, 
you know, found my way onto random shows here and there. Had a booking agent for a while, so then I got to play with a band band and, like, actually tour, and that was cool. But, um... Where were you going on the Ryan Nelson tour? What were, what were, what were some Man, of those first dates? So my booking agent was actually out of the Midwest, so I played a ton of Midwest dates. I got a bunch of fans in the Midwest now because I... I like, toured there, and I mean, like where? I'm a Southern boy. I want to play for the South, but dude, unless you know a certain somebody uh, really wants you to play down South, you probably ain't gonna be playing too many times down South. So I didn't have the favor of that particular person, and so I was like with a boutique, you know, booking agent out of Indiana, and he was putting me in Chicago and putting me in Wisconsin and Ohio, and I was, what was in New York. What was, the, what was the wildest place that you were as far as those northern? Dude, I really, I really liked, uh, I really liked the Turning Stone in New York, uh, in the middle of New York uh, by Verona, uh, right? Or yeah, yeah, Verona, yep, yep. Dude, that place was sick because all the casinos down south and on the Ohio and Mississippi River. Don't let them hear me say this, but they kind of suck. I don't like. I don't like really love casinos that much down south. Then I went to a casino in the north, and I was like, "Oh, this, this is what it's supposed to be like." Like it, it was very lax in comparison. People weren't like on edge, like all the security like staring a hole through you and shit the whole time. It yeah, was, we don't. Yeah, it's not like that. It was very home. lax. It's very, it's very chill. It was very lax, and I had a really good time. I played. People fucking loved it. Tipped me really well. It was. It wasn't. It was insane. I loved it. Now, who was in the Ryan Nelson band? Who was playing with you? You had Hudson playing with you? So I had Hudson on the road with me playing drums. Um, I had Aaron Thompson playing bass. Um, and Dalton Stanley on guitar. And then Dobro playing uh, Dobro. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty freaking tight band, bro. Yeah, a bunch of Jacksonville dudes. Yeah. And, then a, and then a Louisiana guy. And, you know, it was great. And uh, we had Aaron. He's a Georgia guy. But we, had, I think we had somebody else on bass, too, a couple of times. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, it was... It was fun, man. I I, I want to get back to that. That's that's really the goal right now, and putting out this music is how I do that, you know. Yeah, dude. For there's sure. a demand for you. You know, they'll find a way to get you there. Yeah. So let's talk about this project a little bit. The 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 first single off of it, um, all my dances. What went into that one? Um, what's like the the story behind that, and why lead off the the whole project with that? Well, you know, the first the first project I did with Grady. With the sh- with show up drunk and like breaking the leather and stuff, that was like songs that a lot of people had been like, if you don't cut that, you're an idiot, you know. And I just was like cutting these songs that I had just heard a lot of people be like, Ryan, you need to cut that song. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I probably should. So I did. That was what I did for the first one. And that's why they were all singles too. It was like, I don't know, these are kind of all separate songs, but they're kind of this. We recorded these in the same couple days, so it, it kind of is a project. But so then on this new on on two trick pony, I basically you know I talked with Grady and I was like, look man, I want to do something that's more stripped down, because like in Nashville you know you go in there's like five or six guys in this band in the studio band and they're all incredible players and they just like they hear the song twice or once and they're just like killing it and tracking it for you, so it, they're incredible musicians. But a lot of times you lose a little bit of the artist's own thing because it is kind of like an assembly line fashion of doing music. Like, we can crank four songs out in four hours. So I told Grady, I was like, look, man, let's do me, you, and Saul. Saul, Philcox, um, Littlefield, uh, 
he's amazing, dude. <laughs> he's like amazing, and Grady's amazing and a, a, a super, super, super like he's one uh, of, instinctual he's, drummer. He's, he's the, that studio is one of our sponsors now. You know, oh, badass studios they sponsor in the round and oh, help out great. with the Raiders rounds and stuff. Hell yeah! So I mean, like, dude, I told I told Grady, I was like, man, what I'd really love to do is just me, you, and Saul, and uh, you know, get in there and and go through each song together and kind of just play our version of it. And I, I was like, I want to play bass, <laughs> and he's like, most producers would be like, fuck no, you're out of your fucking mind, and Grady's like, all right, <laughs> I, I like it, <laughs> you know. But I've been I've been playing lots of different instruments for a long time, so I mean. And I've been tracking for a long time, so I'm pretty good at it. So I'm like, dude, I'll I'll play the bass, you play the drums, Grady, and then we'll have Saul play guitar, and then I'll go cut a vocal. And if we need to put some overdubs, we can do it. And I think on this project, there might have been two overdubs total on the All whole right. project. All right, so I got a couple questions like about the project, just real quick. So, yeah. so rowdiest song on the project? Rowdiest song, probably Two Trick Pony. Over Me and Mine? Me and mine's rowdy too. That's what I'm saying. Me and mine's rowdy too. There's some rowdy shit. Same mistakes is pretty rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Same mistakes. Is, There's some pretty rowdy shit on there. Yeah. Um, the song that's the most like, the one that people are gonna be surprised to hear. I think all my dances. I think that's why we put it out first. To be honest, I always love to do that. I put out show up drunk, and everyone's like, oh hell yeah, fucking this is crazy banger. Then I put out the way my heart breaks next. <laughs> and they, but you rip you rip all of our hearts out. Man. And it's like. Th- those songs couldn't be more different from each other. And I love the juxtaposition of completely different feelings. I think that's so much cooler than me going in and putting out, you know, a song and then, oh, okay, people like that song. Okay, well, let's, let's just make that song again. Like, fuck no, man. That's where so many of the guys in this town mess up. They're chasing something or they're chasing a fan group or they're chasing something that, you know, if they just did them, it would na- they would naturally find the people that really gravitated toward them no when, when you think ryan nelson you definitely think authenticity you know like thank you you, man, are, you are you are you and uh and all and all that so rowdiest song um oldest song on the record the one you've had the longest oldest song you know i wrote most of these songs at the very beginning of 2020 I, by by march 16th when i went to florida for the quarantine i had written like 35 songs or something like that and so a lot of these came from that. Like Two Trick Pony was in that. Um, Me and Mine was in that. Same Mistakes was in that. Uh, Losing Things was maybe the oldest one. Wasn't the truck I wrote right around then too. So okay, all so my dances. Oh no, all my all my dances was 2019. So all my dances might have actually been the oldest one. But it wasn't even that old. Like it was only a couple years old, and um, you know. The other one that was older, which one was that? Uh, losing Things, that was only maybe like a year old at the time. So, you know, they were all pretty young songs for me, songs I had done of recent. But I just like, I saw a sound kind of so, sort of coming together. And the fact that I had written them all in that short frame of time where I was in that same mindset, um, I, I could see they just like looked like a like an entity to me, like a project, you know. Yeah, no, I think it definitely is a as somebody who's heard multiple mixes of it and uh they they sound like those songs all sounded great when we were freaking driving a 
bumfuck Ohio back in like September or whatever, and you were getting those initial mixes back. Like they're yeah, they're, they're like mix ones, and they sound like trash. And we're like, dude, I, these sound I, great. I, I think they sound great. You're 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 the guy making the music for a reason. I'm the guy who does what I do because I can't make the music. You yeah, know? but um, that's great. But dude, it's it's freaking sick. Now something I don't think we talked about in round one with Ryan Nelson back in the day, which by the way. Very different vibe on this one. Remember the, remember the first time you did a podcast with us? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, we were drinking liquor and uh, yeah, you smoking and, weed. And you stuff. you and Boudreaux were were pounding it. You were like, "Hey, you got a you got any beer?" And Tyler pulls out <laughs> a ginger beer and a bottle of whiskey. Yes, and I was make, like, "Dude, perfect!" And you make the most Ryan Nelson cocktail. He gives you like a pint glass. You toss a couple ice cubes in, and you make yourself a little oh. little drink. And you hear yourself sipping it on the episode. Now today, the ice cubes clanking. Around now today shit. we're chilling drinking coffee like or as yeah. i gotta say it back home coffee um coffee we're drinking the coffee <laughs> as i knocked the damn microphone over and just chilling man uh which is which is pretty freaking dope but that first episode and i didn't know about this until now being on the road with both you and uh and jordan fletcher i didn't know about the uh when she comes home tonight I didn't really like know about that when I first moved to town and stuff. Right. So this is a songwriter podcast. That's a pretty big cut for you. I mean, you you still play it in the in the live show and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. If I'm playing like one of those ticketed shows, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely gonna play. Yeah. What was? How long ago did you write that? Like, what's the story behind all that stuff? So that was like 2017. I guess that was probably like early summer, like in May or something like that. And I had heard from Matt Wallace and Jordan. That they wanted us to write with, um, with Riley, because he he was living in Alabama and stuff, and writing pretty much writing all of his songs by himself, and uh, they wanted to get him with some some Nashville co-writers and whatever. So they brought him into our circle. So he was writing with the Muscadine guys. He was writing with, you know, uh, Randy Montana and stuff like that, and Tyler Reeve, who ended up producing his uh, that project. But me and Jordan somehow wound up in that mix of writers and. Uh, we probably wrote like four songs in that year, and um, I really, I honestly, I love all of them. Riley Green's a hell of a writer. Jordan Fletcher's a hell of a writer. Both of them are just great writers, and so us three together, kind of, I mean, we kind of smash songs. So I, I think all all four of the ones that we wrote are are super rad. Um, but the uh, when she comes home, then I was the very first one, and I didn't even know him at all. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's Riley Green guy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I looked him up and like listened to his stuff. And it was like, it was like guy country, which I like guy country. I like Eric Church and Josh Thompson. That's like, that's the stuff I like. So I, I'm to- not, not knocking that at all. But I'm like, dude, this guy's like a big, handsome son of a bitch. Like, he, need, <laughs> he, he needs some, like, you know, some, some lady songs, some songs for women. You know, and I'm I, I'm sure he probably already had some, but just in the short sample that I heard, you know, I heard some guy stuff that I would probably listen to, you know. But I was like, that's what I was telling Jordan the morning we went in. I was like, dude, we need to write this guy. We need to write with this dude, like, and get like a sick like song that women's gonna like. And uh, yeah, started out just Jordan was strumming the guitar. I just started shitting out this melody and little line and they were all like yep <laughs> that's it and dude we I, I just meeting the guy right now and here we are we're already like three lines into this song i'm like well hell yeah i don't even hey i'm ryan by the way <laughs> you know and <laughs> that's awesome. uh and like dude we wrote that song in like 45 minutes 
It was crazy. No shit. And the long, the longest ride I ever had with Riley felt like, like it was long compared to all the other ones because the other ones were like forty five minutes. But we had one that was like an hour and a half. And like you know, I mean, rider sessions are four hours. So we always just quickly just demolish songs. Me, Jordan, and Riley. That's it was fun. It was really fun. But he ended up cutting that song on the project uh, Outlaws Like Us, which what an awesome project to be a part of too. I love a lot of those songs, and uh, those are some of the classics. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad to have been a part of what is considered one of the classics of Riley (laughs) Green. That's great. Hell yeah! You got hopefully one day they'll single it. Um, what was the what was the road life like uh, those days? Oh man, I mean, shoot, I've I've done so many different like versions of road life. It's crazy. Well, it's I'm like, saying with right with, oh, with, with the Riley, Riley camp, yeah, because like oh, you guys, man. I'm guessing that relationship grows after those rights, and you guys are like, hell, we write good songs together, and yeah, totally, man. And uh, his his band, like, I'm really. I was really good friends with a lot of those guys, like almost every dude in the band. Like they be, I mean, like, I've seen it with you and Ben Miller. You yeah, know? Ben like, Miller, yeah. like dude, like like him and and Tyler Galloway and Hondro and like that whole band. Like Quinn was really one of the only guys I was like meeting for the first time, going out on the road with them. And Quinn's awesome, love Quinn, easy dude to get along with. So it was great, man. Like they always showed me a really good time. Ben Miller always took really great care of me, and um, you know we were playing big crowds. We were playing big rooms, and I was going out there with acoustic guitar, having to entertain you know thousand, two thousand people, and um, shoot, it was a hell, it was a hell of a lot of fun, dude. <laughs> I just had as much, dude. I would, I would drink their what they call football in his little camp. I don't know if they still drink those, but it's Gatorade and vodka. I'd have two full solo cups of that. And then I'd bring my third one on stage. So I wouldn't be, like, hammered, but I'd just be, like, <laughs> sauced up just enough to be, like, super fun. And I'd go out there and just have a blast, man. And I think everybody could tell I was having a blast. So if I'm having a blast, they're going to be having a blast. That's my mindset, you know? Yeah, that's that's freaking that's freaking wild. Now, was Show Up Drunk out at that point? Or is this before No, that, that would have been – this would have been all pretty much before Show Up Drunk. I think my last show that I played with him – I had put out Show Up Drunk. Like, I think my last time with playing with Riley was, like, 2019. And I think, yeah, by then I'd, I'd had Show Up Drunk out for a few months. Like, maybe four months. Yeah. No, and because for me, it's like Show Up Drunk was my first taste of live Ryan Nelson. Which also well, that whiskey jam that you made that time would have been yeah. uh, the it September was, 7th. Yeah, it was right before 9-11. Which was... Uh, the day it came out. So that was the that was me playing the Thursday night whiskey jam and it comes out at midnight and I'm like finishing off the show like yeah. hey show up drunks coming out like it's on your phone right now go look yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean know? I mean that whiskey jam, I mean that was that cuz that visit that trip when we came down here it was what the, what the hell did we do? We we went to a writers round at Frisky Frogs now Live Oak. Yeah. Yeah. We went to freaking see see your see your whiskey jam and shit dude and now, now we're down here. It's fucking cool. Look it's back awesome, on. Man. Yeah, man, for sure. And seeing you full band, what'd you think of our um, our 420 takeover? We oh, did? that was so dope. You, have, you dude. have a good time, man. That was so great. It was so nice to play with the band again. I hadn't played with the band in in a long time, and like over a year before that. And you know, I mean, that's what I that's what I'm in this for. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it is fun to record. I do like to record and and be part of the producing and 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 get to make it. You know. Like you're building it with clay, 
Um, so that is a lot of fun. But man, the live aspect is a bro. Is a, like, that that you can't room, separate it that from room it. rocks. And I was the Sunday school thing kind of predated me a little bit, and then yeah. I ended up. I would. I was always working on Sundays. So I would never see it. Um, I'd never get the opportunity to go. But seeing Grady and his and his boys rocking, oh, they kill it, dude, bro. They kill. It. I mean, you killed it too. And just seeing you with an electric guitar and like foot on the monitor at freaking like, like you're just going for it. Yeah, at, baby. At at a place where it's mostly writers' rounds, like y'all took that <laughs> stage and like yeah. completely changed it from what we were doing earlier in the night. Which those rounds were all great too. It was really. They cool. were having, great rounds. Yeah. Having the Texas boys out, those boys are wild. I love. I like those guys a lot. They're, yeah, they're I, a hell of a time. I, I gotta pick and choose my wild people because uh, <laughs> we'll get arrested together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I and I agree with you on that for you. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speaking of wild people, um, you've done some time out on the road with with us and uh, you and Terry together. You and Terry <laughs> Adams, bro. Me and Terry. Talk about dude. talk about Terry Adams for a second. Terry Adams is a is a great man. I, I love him. And uh, dude works I like his, hard. We big fan of Terry. Adams. Yeah, dude. He's a he's a free spirit man. He just uh, he just he does what he feels and uh, and he uh, he's a great player. He's a great musician and. Um, and a really, really smart guy, and I love that because we're both wild, you know, yeah. individuals. But we both like think about a lot of, you know, deep shit all the time. So we can have these like crazy philosophical conversations, and then go out and like get naked and jump in <laughs> bushes and shit. So I mean, it's just kind of like, dude, like whatever, dude. <laughs> Me and this guy will go to both sides of the spectrum of of uh, of, of life. Yeah, man, it's it's cool, and it was it was a lot of fun having you out with us too. It was dope. Um, really, uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, another thing that was wild, and we talked about kickball and stuff. Watching a football game with you is pretty wild. Watching the draft with you last night was a fucking experience, bro. <laughs> and that was just the draft. We're talking about players that you can't even play yet. <laughs> I'm a vocal guy, you know. What I'm saying I'm a vocal guy. No, man. Like, I don't know when you play. I mean. I grew up playing football in Florida, okay? Like, it's it's different than growing up playing football anywhere else, you know? It's like, people are chirpy, bro. People yell at you and and uh, shit talk you, even when you're kids. Like, I, I, I stopped playing when I got to high school. So, I played from the time I was, like, old enough to run to, like, you know, right when high school began. Yeah. I basically quit. And, like, dude, it, I don't know, it's like, it's a loud, I don't know, when you've experienced the real thing and people are yelling and shit talking, like, it just stays with you, dude. When I watch football, dude, I want to yell and shit talk. So I want to shit talk, so, you know? So your so you're teams, you're, you're a Jags fan for Love the, the Jags, bro. FSU, go Knowles. Go Knowles, baby. And then a couple other teams, right? Yeah, Tennessee. so I got I got random ties here. So I, I love football, so I don't. I don't go. This is my team, and I'm sticking to them, and no one else is good. Well, well, like well, I, I love all well, all kinds of football. Well, with that being said, yeah. who's your favorite team to hate? Who's like your yo? Fuck those guys. All right, so I'll just say for clarification, my other teams are the Tennessee Volunteers, which I was indoctrinated by uh, family members of mine very young into loving the Vols. Peyton Manning was there. I'm dating myself again, but yeah, Peyton Manning was there. <laughs> I was watching uh, young Peyton play at Tennessee, and uh, I was about seven years old or something so i was just like completely enthralled by that um so i've been watching the vols my whole life actually been a vols fan longer than a Knowles fan even though i i did graduate from fsu and i love fsu but i've been watching the vols my whole life 
And then my mom went to Southern Miss, and pretty much all of my family from Mississippi went to Southern Miss. We got a couple that went to state, but Southern Miss so is you, the big. So, so you have allegiance for Southern Miss? You yeah, have I love Southern. State over, over Ole Miss? Oh, state over Ole Miss all day, baby. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Sorry if you're an Ole Miss fan, but fuck no. Nah. So, so, of, so of, of those teams, which rival do you hate the most? Would it be Florida? Dude, Ole, he- Ole Miss is one of those teams I can't fucking stand. And I, I don't say that a lot because I'm, I'm not like a big like uh, rivalry guy. I, I honestly like – I don't like – personally, I don't hate the Gators. I, my, mom put really? me, my mom put me through school by working at University of Florida. So, I mean, I, don't, I can't hate the Gators. They literally paid for my school. What about, I, what I about went my, to Florida State, yeah. and I grew up a Tennessee fan, but I don't like completely hate the Gators like most fans of both those schools. And I'm a literal graduate of one of them, you know. Have you seen games at all those stadiums? Yes. Yep. What's the loudest one? I saw Doke Campbell when we played Clemson, and that was loud as shit. Okay, that was a that was an extra special loudness in that stadium that night. I think we were over capacity. It was loud as hell, and it's shaped like a bowl, so it you know it, it gets really loud. I will say though, and like I've never been on that on the field level when it's going down there, but dude, the swamp in Gainesville is so fucking loud because those big walls. You know, have you ever seen the big walls they have, the orange walls? I feel like those walls like reflect the sound back and forth between each other. I think that's the purpose of them, really. To be honest, I'm like I can't figure out any other reason why they'd have this big fucking wall for no reason. Like, why not have seats there? You know? Yeah. Why not make some money? Right. On tickets, right. So I'm like, yeah. why these big fucking walls? And then it all started occurring to me because I went and watched the Vols play in Gainesville. And Nathan Peterman from my high school was starting for the Vols that day. So I was like, where my Vols gear? My fucking quarterback from my high school is starting for the Vols. And we go in there and get our ass beat, bro. It was it was embarrassing well, it's as hell. Been, it's been a lot of that if you're a Tennessee Nathan, fan. No. Nathan Peterman broke his hand. <laughs> it was fucked. Did he play for the Bills it, for a little bit? Yeah, and now and he's he on got, the Raiders. And he just gets his. Nice and Gruden. The dude has just taken, like, some of the most serious hits. That dude, he, he, he just, broke his hand in that Florida game. Yeah, I think he's broken, like, five other bones in his body. He's since taking some hits, man. He's taking yeah. some hits. But, you know, it was just, like, that day, too, I think part of the reason that they were so ineffective at moving the ball is how fucking loud it was. It was full capacity. It's Tennessee, Florida. It was full capacity. My first time ever seeing a Tennessee, Florida game in Gainesville, and I was like, Holy shit. It was so loud. I was like, damn. The, and, and dude, Neyland Stadium is fucking I was enormous. Just, I was going to ask, why is Neyland not but, on that but list? But we haven't had the fan, like, give a fuck in a while. We haven't had the – dude, maybe before I ever got to go there, like maybe back in the 90s when Peyton was there, hell yeah, it probably was the loudest around. But we're just like – we've been so sorry for so long. Like, most of the games I've gone to – were like not even filled up all the way, you know what I'm saying? And when that when you got 102,000 people in there, hell yeah, I bet that's the loudest shit you ever heard in your life. But damn, I mean, well, like, what the, about what, what about uh, what about state? Oh, uh, Mississippi the State, fucking cowbells, dude! It gets loud as shit. When I played one of the shows, I played with Riley was at Rick's in Starkville, and it was during the Alabama Mississippi State game. It was afterward, like it was the after party. Basically. Oh Jesus! And Alabama won, of course, but dude. Mississippi State played them so tough. They almost Mississippi State almost pulled that win off. It was crazy. Everybody in the stadium thought it was going to happen. Like it, they were damn close to pulling off the win. And you could hear 
every time Mississippi State would score or get a sack or anything, you could hear from two and a half miles away that stadium just go nuts. You could hear it like plain as day. It was crazy. And you could hear the Cavaliers, ding, 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 like just this ring like in the air. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah, man, that is fucking crazy. Good times. Got to love SEC football, baby. Yeah, I still haven't been to a game, and I've been down here long enough now. And I oh, feel like I, I could go to Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt ain't Vanderbilt. I guess it depends on who they're playing because the other, the other school usually brings more people than are attending on the Vandy side. Right. From what I understand, at least. Or has Vandy been good in the past? Do you think Vandy has <laughs> ever been rowdy in football? I know basketball and baseball, they, they're solid. But. I live in Nashville, so I can't talk too much shit on Vandy, but I'm a Vols fan, too, so fuck Vanderbilt. <laughs> they're trash, dude. Do you know the best thing about Vanderbilt is it's in Nashville, and every fan base loves Nashville, so they all show up in droves. Yeah. Oh, they, so, dude, I used to work on Broadway. Yeah, they I know paint, all about they paint that Broadway shit. with their color shirts all up and down Tank the street flags all night and shit. And yeah. then the next day, there's like six Vanderbilt fans and about a. Fifty thousand of the other team fans yeah. there, especially when it's like Bama or UGA or Tennessee. Though. Like it's crazy. Like when the when the opposing team scores a touchdown, the whole stadium cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching the Yankees Orioles game. It you sucks. know, I feel. I mean, at the same time though, I mean, like I know like a, a lot of like you know really intelligent nerdy like kids are not like super into football. Um, so I, th- the amount of like extremely intelligent people at Vanderbilt, I'm sure that. Not that many people give a fuck. Hey, Duke. Duke, right? Duke draws a crowd, though. Duke's yeah, very Duke, similar. Yeah, Duke is, that's true, but it's ba- but basketball is what's Duke's thing, right? Yeah. Like, football, they do okay. They do okay. They, they've, they've beaten Virginia Tech yeah. and Florida no, State a lot in the last 10 years. Yeah, they're, they've been good in, in the last not, 10 years. Yeah, they've been better, better, almost better than our programs. Which I'm is not kidding. Yeah, they will Man, it's been a Who'd brutal, have thought, Virginia brutal Tech? downturn for the, for think, the Knowles. Th- well, and the Hokies, bro. I mean, you guys yeah. have been a little worse than us. We've but, been worse. <laughs> We've I mean, been the, bad. Ho- the Hokies have still been a struggle, too. I remember growing up watching those Florida State-Virginia Tech games when it was Beamer and Bowden. That was a big deal. Yeah, it was like the some of the best football going on in the country at the time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. So, for for you now, so we got this song that, that just dropped. Um, what are you looking at for the rest of the project? Do we know? Can we share it? Um, classified I so. information. I think I can share it. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, the next song is gonna be a, a, an up one. It's gonna be uh, pretty rowdy. All right. I, I I've got I've got my suspicions on which one it is, and I'm sure I'll ask you off the mic. <laughs> Just can't say it out out to the podcast verse. Um, let's. Oh jeez, I've knocked this freaking microphone over three, four times. You can tell I have not podcasted in a damn month, man. Been uh. Been uh been rough, man. Um, now talking about the draft again. Where do you think the Jaguars are going to go? I know this episode's going to come out after the draft yeah, is yeah. over, but I got my chance to predict right now. Yeah, you got your chance to um, predict. You know, I really, uh, I really think that we need to shore up the defense. I was very uh, surprised by the Travis Etienne pick last night with our second first round pick at twenty five. Um, I was I was very surprised with the Travis Etienne pick because we have a top five back in the league right now. He literally finished fifth in the league. He's so good, dude. Uh, and he's a sledgehammer, and he's quick feet, 5'9", 220. James Robinson is a freakazoid athlete and really good. So I was like, why, why another running back? But at the same time, man, at the same time as I thought that, it's 
it's fucking Travis Etienne, dude. He's like one of the most. He is the number one back in the history of the ACC. He is uh like uh, so fast for his size, dude. If you watch tape of him, everyone looks like they're running in slow motion around him, and he's like not small. He's big as fuck. Like that's I don't know. I think they're trying to put that um, Maurice Jones Drew Fred Taylor combo back together in our backfield. With yeah, it would make sense. James Robinson looks like the little MJD guy. Travis Etienne's got the kind of size build of Fred Taylor, and you, he's fast. Do you guys not have Yeldon anymore? No, we, we sent him to the Bills oh. a couple years ago. But, um, you know, I think I think third, though, we're going to definitely have to go defense. Uh, um, say the name tackle. you were – no, say the name that you were – you were you made a prediction we last need to, night. So we either need to take Barmore. I think we're going to take Barmore from Alabama, the tackle. Um, or maybe he is a big end. I don't know which – exact position he plays but he's a d lineman for the for the crimson tide um and that kid's good dude he's very good so i would love to bring him in on the line we need some help on the line but we also need help in the secondary in general i think we got the corners we need it wouldn't hurt to have one more but i think we do have the corners we need what we don't have is the safeties we need so i would not be stunned if we take at 33 which is the first pick tonight i wouldn't be stunned if we took a safety they've been talking about the kid out of tcu i can't remember his name last night you were so jacked up and pumped but up I, for asante uh, yeah I, but Jr. i was but i was just about to say i i really really i don't want to jinx it almost i really hope we take asante samuel because uh you know florida state guy I, you know got love for him his dad was a uh, incredible corner yeah. uh played for some big teams too, uh, you know. He's a historic corner, Asante Samuel Senior. So, Asante Samuel Junior. I've got to watch him through his college career, and the kid has a motor, dude. He's not the biggest guy, but he's got a motor, dude. He cracks people, dude. Blows up screens. Does the dirty work that corners don't want to do. And then when you put him in three, uh, uh, like a cover three, or you put him in man coverage, the dude is really good. Like. Like he's only like five eleven or something, but dude, like he could he could play with a he could play with a big dude probably. Like he he's got ups, man. He's got motor. He looks for the ball. I mean, he was trained by his dad. Dude. Yeah, no. reminds me honestly reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints, who isn't the biggest guy. Yeah, but just has crazy good instincts, and he'll do the dirty work that a lot of corners don't want to do. Yeah. So I think that's what I see in Asante as well. I, I would just love for you and just the, the reaction that it would draw for you to see I'd Asante freak, Samuel Jr. playing for the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. That would be cool. I'd freak, dude. Well, we, I got to see that with Jalen Ramsey, you know. Yeah. He was playing for Florida State. I was like, God, we got to take Ramsey. And then we took Ramsey. I was like, yes. I was like, I got my guy. And we took Telvin Smith the same year, yeah. who was the captain of that defense at Florida State. Yeah, the Jags got a lot better this year. This is a big – this could – it, oh yeah, expe- oh, for sure. Yeah, if, if you guys win, if you guys, I just want to go five hundred. Oh, I guess you can't anymore because there's seventeen games. I just want to go uh, what nine and eight. Yeah, nine and <laughs> if, eight. If we go nine and eight, dude, bro, I will be very bro, happy. As a Jaguars fan, you got to be happy with like seven and ten, you know, or like. But the stakes are different this year because you do got a generational talent at quarterback. You got Urban Meyer. You got you got a top five running back in the league, and you just added Travis Etienne and all these great receivers. So. There is expectation to win right now. I think there definitely is. People are like, oh, it's going to be a building thing. They got to, you know, take a couple years and shit. Nah, nah. Not with Urban Meyer. He doesn't do that shit. He wants to win right now. Yeah, you show me that. Nor does Trevor Lawrence. So, I definitely think uh, hitting expectation for me would be 9-8. and 
If we go nine and eight, or even eight and nine, I won't bitch. I want to see us win eight games. That would be a, a really nice, you know, thing to see. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I think last night you had said, um, if you were with us, uh, if you weren't with us at one and fifteen, don't be with us at four and thirteen, <laughs> four and twelve, or four and thirteen. <laughs> it's like uh, Duval, Duval, <laughs> Duval, Duval. Dude, can you tell we're used to losing? I mean, as a Giants fan, I've gotten pretty yeah, used to it yeah, too. Which I hear is, you. At least y'all got some Super Bowls out of a Manning. Yeah, yeah but then we, yeah, yeah, but then we just get told that we we live in the past, which we do as New Yorkers. But the Knicks are looking really fucking good right now. Not, <laughs> not to get on basketball, Knicks are looking better than my damn Yankees. But we'll get off that. So I'm gonna try something now. So again, this is the first pod we've put out in about a month, which is uh, kind of crazy. We were doing really good there for a while, but touring happens, shit happens. You know, you get busy. Yep. So a new segment I wanted to do. I was just gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. Let's I, do I it. didn't I didn't pre plan this i've never done this so we're just gonna try to run through it we're gonna do it for like a minute so here we go favorite city to tour in Ooh, damn i don't even know uh love texas i love uh I, I, honestly the midwest is a lot of fun i don't know Those favorite so midwest city uh chicago let's go chicago there you go Deep chicago's pizza. fun favorite co-writer Favorite co-writer. Man, I've written a ton with Tyler Chambers. Written a ton with James Kelly. Um, written a ton with Jordan Fletcher. Love all those dudes. Uh, there's probably some people I'm leaving out because I'm just going rapid fire. Yeah. But, yeah, those are guys I probably wrote my most songs with. Chad yeah. Bishop, too. Rowdiest bar in Nashville. Rowdiest bar in Nashville. Um, Shit. Probably... Uh, What's like a, I don't know, Cahoots. That's not really in Nashville, but that's a real rowdy motherfucker out there. I was going to say Cahoots are uh, shooters. Yeah, shooters is shooter, rowdy as shooter, hell. Shooter, yeah, I shooters like shooters. Rowdy yeah, as hell. shooters is uh, rowdy. Favorite late night munchie in Nashville? Like, like oh, go where the, boy, the boys are lit up. Where are you Dude, going? Dude, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being too like standard here, but fucking Waffle House, baby. Which one? Um, I really like the one on Harding and 65, the newer one. That one's dope. But I spent a lot of time going to the one on Nolansville uh, next to that Walmart, which is like the really trashy one. But I yeah. love it. I love it. It's yeah. so trashy. The shit you see there is just insane. What's your wildest Waffle House story? Uh, I played a show for a bunch of geriatrics in a Waffle House one time. They asked me to play country. I was touring in a hardcore band, and they were like, hey, do y'all know any country? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so what you so I played a show for these old people in a Waffle House. They were there playing a show for themselves with a with a mic and everything in a Waffle House. What the and we fuck? roll in like after playing the show, you know, and they're like they're like, Y'all know any country? And I'm and we're in South Georgia, we're in like Folkestone, Georgia. And I'm like, Yeah, I know some country and I came in and they're like, Well sit down, boy, and play us some songs and I was like, Well, <laughs> hell yeah. So I play for all, all these old men are dressed in like cowboy hats. They're like dressed to the nines. It's like Friday night in bro, folks in you, Georgia. You played a fucking Waffle House. Yeah, I played a you, show in a Waffle you House. You are the rowdiest motherfucker. Dude, is that I know. Some shit? Uh I also uh I've also um been just stupid intoxicated in very many Waffle Houses. So there's been some crazy drunken uh, wild stories. The people you meet in there, some of the staff you meet in there, uh, always, always a story, dude. It's great. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then um, we'll do uh, one last one. Um, biggest achievement you ever want to hit? Oh, man. Biggest achievement that I ever want to hit. You know, 
I want to be uh I want to be uh like happy with myself and happy with where my career is uh as I go forward and I never wanted to get uh too out of my hands where I'm where I become unhappy with it and I and I'm uh you know frustrated and worried about uh things that my mind doesn't need to worry about you know I want to be I want to be happy I guess at the okay. end of the day. And I want to I want to have some land in Florida too. <laughs> okay. I just thought of one last one too. Um best player in best teammate in kickball, worst teammate in kickball. <laughs> Get the Sigs drama going. Oh shit. <laughs> best Okay, best and worst. All right, worst has to be one of the girls. I don't know. There's a couple girls out there. Uh, some they would have they would have really good games and really bad games. Um I'm not going to call out any of the girls, but sometimes I'd be like, worst, worst, the ball's hey. flying through the air, and I'm like, just catch it, just catch it, just catch it, and then it, like, bounces off their face or some shit. <laughs> so that, that's fun, but I love all who would, the girls. Who would, who would the worst be? Of we like, play co-ed, baby. Yeah, who would the worst be of, like, of the of the other the other guys? You're other not guys? just picking on the girls here. Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be Trey or Todd because they're slow. Oh, dude, yeah, the pitchers. The designated the pitchers. because they're slow. Um, uh, Who's and the best? Dude, best teammate? Okay. Well, I think it was maybe only one or two times, but Dylan Marlowe and I, we patrolled the outfield, bro. You weren't getting shit in the outfield if it was me and Dylan back there. I basically told all the girls that were in the outfield, I was like, yeah, just go up in the, in the field. We're going to play out. <laughs> like, we were flying around, dude. So, yeah, Dylan's great. Uh, Alex Maxwell, dude, the commission, so fast, the commission, the commission, dude, he's so fast, he's so agile. Who wins? Uh, have you played basketball with Maxwell? Oh hell no, dude, I can't play no basketball, bro. Who do you think wins one on one, him or Trey Bonner? <laughs> oh, dude, I don't. I haven't seen <laughs> Trey play, so I don't really know. But I feel like I feel like Maxwell's just got a nasty shot. Bro, Alleg- he looks like a- he would. Allegedly, they play on like a like a seven foot hoop and they like dunk on each other. Yeah. So I've heard that that happens. And next time it does, oh my I god, need- I gotta see that. It's like miniature basketball. <laughs> I would love to watch <laughs> one of them just posterize the other. That's we we love those guys. Well, <laughs> Trey Bonner's like, I'm gonna dunk on you, Ryan Nelson. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I cannot wait for Trey Bonner to dunk on me. Red. <laughs> Red. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, this has been a yes. fucking blast, bro. Um, you cool playing a song for us? Dude, absolutely. All right, sweet. Well, hold, well while you're um, while you're getting that guitar and shit, um, real quick, too, where can people go to find you? Yeah, so uh, all my tags and stuff is usually under It's Ryan Nelson, at It's Ryan Nelson. Uh, that's on uh, Instagram. It's like that. I believe on like Twitter, it's like that. Um, you tweet what a lot. What else do I got? Man, at times I do. Sometimes I forget about it. I, I want like you're a guy who needs to be on Twitter. Yeah, you know I think about it sometimes and I post funny stuff and then got, I don't think about yeah. it for a while and I don't. I'm not a huge Twitter yeah. guy because like like the Muscadine guys are like do like our big Twitter guys. Trey's yeah, starting to yeah. get more into the Twitter. Like you're in a bit. I just think I would appreciate. I think the world would appreciate. Ryan Nelson. Just some little blurbs from me every now and again. Just a little Ryan Nelson. Ryan Ryanisms. Ryan yeah. Nelsonisms, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Nelsonism. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's Ryan Nelson. Um, so yeah, it's Ryan Nelson on all that. You can find me on the YouTube. Just type in Ryan Nelson, and I'll probably pop up. Um, and uh, Spotify, go follow me. Apple Music, go follow me. Whatever you like to do, I'm on all that stuff. You could tell uh, your little Lex. He can say, "Hey Lex, play Ryan Nelson," and boom, show up drunks playing in your living room. Hell yeah. 
So yeah, all that stuff. Love to love to see that. And uh, all my dances, it's out now. It's available everywhere. Y'all got to check it out. A a different kind of sound from one of Nashville's rowdiest and one of our favorites, Mr. Ryan Nelson. And uh, he said he's got a rowdy one coming next. Uh, the whole project will be out later this year. So um, y'all stay tuned for what he's got coming and all of that stuff. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the In the Round podcast. Uh, Big uh, big thanks to Ryan Nelson for being here. Big thanks to our sponsors as well, our friends at Whale Tail Media. Whale's Tony and his crew, they've always got you covered. You're getting hitched, you're looking for content, and uh, they're our partners on the Songwriters Nights as well. Shout out to Saxman Studios, our boy Grady Saxman. Um, saw the whole crew over there. Um, they're usually at our writer's round, so if you ever want to talk with them, get some information, you can. And um, if you're looking for stuff in town, they're... They are the they're awesome. We we love them very much and uh, appreciate the support they give us and to the scene. And um, of course, our friends in the green world, y'all. Delta ATHC, courtesy of our friends Trailside CBD, promo code ITR, 20% off of your order. And our friends at Live Oak, stay tuned for writers' rounds, all that stuff. And uh, remember to leave a rating if you enjoyed it. Leave a five-star. Five stars only, baby. Let's go. And um, we're going to let our boy Ryan Nelson take it away. You can also find us on uh, Just Search In The Round podcast on Instagram, Facebook. We are on Twitter. Um, We're working on a YouTube, all that stuff. Um, And y'all can check out other episodes. Now, without further ado, going to let our man Ryan Nelson take it away. This is the latest release from him. It's All My Dances. Y'all been listening to the In The Round podcast. moment I met you, girl, I knew it. You looked like summer, yeah, and you felt like music. But who knew three months, two weeks, and a day be enough to make a girl, make a boy want to give his heart away. But here we are now, spinning around and around. And all I can think about is how Every inch of every mile of every road you run Every kiss and every wish you have Under that sun I want to be there And you hold on to Got a whole lot of love I just got to let loose So baby I want to jump Want to jump all your fences And I want to take Want to take all my chances Cause I Wanna dance, dance all my dances with you. You met my mama, I shook your daddy's hand, made him a promise that I was gonna be that man to get some white rice flying on a high noon day. Couple Coke cans tied to an old Chevrolet, and here we are now. And around and around And all I can think about is how Every inch of every mile of every road you run Every kiss and every wish you have Under that sun I want to be there And you hold on to Got a whole lot of love I just got to let loose So baby I want to jump Jump all your fences I want to take Take all my chances 
dance Cause I wanna dance Dance all my dances with you Oh yeah Oh, here we are now Spinning around and around And all I can think about is how Every inch of every mile of every road you run Every kiss and every wish you have up under that sun I want to be there and you hold on to Got a whole lot of love I just gotta let loose Baby, I wanna jump, jump all your fences. I wanna take, take all my chances. Cause I wanna dance, wanna dance all my dances with you. Dance all my dances with you. Dance all my dances with you.